0: Did you say you experienced the medium?
1: I did. Yeah, oh. I um, lost my father about seven years ago, and he was a runner. Like he would be. Like I wait until eleven o'clock in the in the morning to run in the weather conditions because it's because it's the best time. He'd get up at five o'clock in the morning. He would be out the door in like a face mask if it was the dead of winter, that sort of thing. And he uh, he chose to leave.
0: Hi, I'm Mike Gabriel. This is Mike'd Up Pod, a podcast where we talk a wide range of topics from business, health, lifestyle, but most importantly, the topics of life, growing, learning, self-awareness and leading. This is where we get the best of the best who tell their experiences. Episode 49, I bring in Alison Graham. Allison Graham is an actress, a stranger for me. We're now friends after this conversation that I had with her, but going in a complete stranger. I talked to her on the phone one time. I brought her in because I've got a mutual friend who lives in Canada, and Allison happens to be his neighbor in Perth. We were talking on the phone, uh, the friend and I, and he just mentioned that they got a bunch of snow in and that uh, his neighbor, Allison, is going to really love this tomorrow as she's going to be running in the snow. And I said, what are you talking about? Yeah, Allison Graham. She does some acting, but she's my neighbor here and she's been running for 20 straight years every single day. And so I asked my buddy, John, I says, you think she'd be interested in coming on and Kind of telling her story. This one is super cool because always grateful, as you know, when people come on and open themselves. It's not easy, but as I mentioned in this episode, vulnerability is cool and I feel like more and more people are open to being vulnerable and Allison gets vulnerable and it's extremely cool. Uh, we didn't do much editing in this episode. It was really a full-on natural conversation that I had with her. It's almost like you can be a fly on the wall In a conversation that the two of us are having That's that's how I felt like it was And so I wanted to make sure we didn't edit this thing down Because I wanted it to feel like a natural conversation That's exactly what it was And ended up to be There was a point in time where I asked her Is there anything else you want to talk about? And usually I would edit that out That question I asked twice And you'll notice the first time She wants to kind of bring it in And she doesn't The second time she does And Then I asked her a follow-up question because she met with a medium and I asked her why she met with a medium. And this whole time prior to the interview, I was thinking to myself that if you're running every single day for 20 years, you had to have gone through something in your life because it's it's an abnormal uh, way to live and it's an extremely healthy way, but it's abnormal to a human to run every day, especially in that climate. And in her situation with the weather not being great at least six to seven months out of the year so I knew there was something there she had an amazing relationship with her father and he had dementia and he would run every single day and he decided to move on from his life and it's obviously a very dark time in her life but she spoke about it she spoke about the medium she met with and now that she runs every day like her father did she now gets to run with her father spiritually every single day. So super cool story. I am super grateful that she opened up and you know talked about this. I'm proud of her. She's awesome. By the way, I'm adding a little bit something to the show. You know, back in the day, I would tell you my product of the week. And now I'm going to have my guests mention their products that they can't live without or they continuously buy on uh, Amazon, and we're going to link it up. And uh, if you think it's something that you want to add to your life, well, it's going to be in the show links, so look out for that. My conversation with Alison Graham, episode 49. Let's go. Hello. Allison Graham.
1: Mike! (laughs) How are you? I'm
0: great. How's your Sunday?
1: Oh, it's been nice. It's been really nice and relaxing. And the weather here it was beautiful. It's raining now, but it was uh, great. How about you?
0: So in terms of the weather being beautiful in Canada, the last time we spoke, I believe you said that it was uh, snowing with like a couple feet of snow and the temperatures in Fahrenheit was zero? And so today, what does it look like?
1: Today, well, okay, it was sunny this afternoon. Now it's clouded over and it's raining. It was six degrees. So that's like, I don't know, what, 40 Your temperature?
0: Wow, that's a heat but wave. it was
1: beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was. I had to, when I ran, I actually could take off a layer. I wasn't running with like three layers on. So,
0: congratulations. I'm, yeah. I'm really happy for you guys. That's a big deal because you guys have been hit like big time with this snow, and that's that's like a the seriously that's like a heat wave. That means that spring is around the corner. So that's a that's a big deal for you guys in Canada.
1: It's huge. It's absolutely huge. Winter is uh, is tough at times, but you know you get to enjoy the t- the uh, the seasons because we have four of them, right?
0: Yeah, and we have one, <laughs> maybe one and a half over here in in California. It's funny. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say I like that season, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. The other day when we were talking, I, I said, "Like, do you act, do you enjoy the weather? I mean, you live there, so you almost have to." And you, no, no, not at all. <laughs> you are like, no, I hate this. I can't do this for for that long. No, uh,
1: you no, know, but you know what is funny? Because with COVID and we can't travel, we're encouraged not to travel anyway. I've actually enjoyed this winter because you have to. You you know, you either stay inside or you get out and you. You run or you hike or you snowshoe or you skate. So
0: you're making the best of it. So that's a really cool outlook. And uh, that's the only way of doing it, right? Is just it is what it is. Let's just figure it out and adapt. Mm-hmm. You have to. You are doing something in my world mind. Uh, I think you're probably less than one percent of the world, but you just don't realize it yet. And I don't know. I hope I, I'm I'm uh, elaborating enough to tell you that because you're you're not. Um, this isn't a big deal for you because you're doing it every day. But for the average person running every single day, and I, we're going to get to that, but I want to get to your background a little bit. You're in in—you're doing some acting, right? And you've acted into s- some movies and I think some sitcoms, right? Yes, that's correct.
1: So I've been acting for about 20 years professionally, and I went to school in Los Angeles at a school called the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. There was one in New York City and one in LA, and it was in the 90s, and I felt like New York, you needed to be a triple threat, meaning singing, dancing, acting, and I can't really sing unless it's in the shower, and I'm not a really good dancer, So, and I love the West Coast, so so I went to LA, and I was there for on and off probably for about six years, loved it, and then came back to Canada and sort of ping-ponged between Vancouver, Montreal, Toronto, and Ottawa, and was doing a lot of movies of the week, you know, like Lifetime movies, Hallmark movies, some sitcoms, and uh, some independent films.
0: Which and ones, I still do that. I, yeah, which ones would people know you from? Are there any of them that like you're you're kind of known for?
1: I don't know. I mean, I did one called uh, it was a Trailer Park Boys film, and the Trailer Park Boys have a cult like following in Canada, but I don't know if they're that well known in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, but lots of movies of the week. I did a lot, a ton of those that you can get on again, like Lifetime, Space Channel, Hallmark, that kind of thing.
0: And you're doing some teaching now, right?
1: I have. I've been teaching acting probably for the last 5 or 6 years. Now that was at all stopped once the pandemic hit and I haven't gone back, but that is uh it's fun too. It's inter- you meet really interesting people, which is what I enjoy about that.
0: Any idea when that's going to come back?
1: When we all get vaccinated, vaccinated. probably. Hopefully yeah. by the end of yeah, hopefully by the end of this year. But are you, you know? doing
0: it via Zoom now or what?
1: You know, I've been offered a couple of teaching positions via Zoom, but you know, Mike, I just can't, I've turned them down. I just, I just can't wrap my mind around teaching somebody how to work in front of a camera and move in front of a camera on the Zoom platform.
0: I agree. That would be a rough interaction between a screen.
1: Oh, yeah, I would think so.
0: Yeah. So now let's get to the nitty gritty, uh, the part that I was absolutely shocked by. We met through a mutual friend of ours who's actually your neighbor mm-hmm. in Perth uh, in Canada. And he was he was just like randomly talking to me and you know, saying like, oh, man, it's, you know, uh, three feet of snow here today. And we got hit really hard. And I, I just put a hockey rink in my backyard. And oh, man, my, my neighbor, Allison's really going to love this, um, you know, tomorrow when she goes out running. I was like running. What do you mean running? Like she she has a treadmill at her house and runs. She's like, oh, no, no, she she goes out and she she runs and she runs every day. I was like, what? And at the time, I think it was like negative 13 Fahrenheit and a lot of snow. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he and he keeps going. I was like, would she be interested in coming on and talking to me about her story? And I was like, yeah, let me see. And so we're here today. And so you're telling me that this started 20 years ago, right?
1: Yeah, I would say I probably started running when I was in my mid-20s. I was really athletic as, as a child. I mean, I played every sport that there was. And I had two parents who really valued physical fitness and healthy eating so it was just a no-brainer and we had such amazing support we meaning my sister and I we had such amazing support and encouragement and you know they would drive us into the city to play basketball three or four times um, a week or they would drive to tournaments that they that we were in so just phenomenal upbringing And so I think it was easier for me to make that transition. And after I finished high school, I stopped playing sports. There were a couple of universities that were interested, but I don't know if you feel the same way. I just was playing more basketball every day than I was actually going to school. And I was playing on three teams, I think. And I just got to the point where I thought, I don't want to see another basketball (laughs) again for, like, years. And I didn't. I didn't pick it up again until I was in L.A. and I started playing pickup with some guys that I was going to school with, which was fantastic because it was fun. So then I stopped playing organized sports, and I didn't do anything probably for a couple of years, and I just felt really lethargic and was missing that, and so I started running when I was in Los Angeles, actually.
0: Okay, so you were always athletic, and you always kind of got the body moving, right? So you were used to that. Mm -hmm. But Allison, running in LA and running in Ontario or Perth, Canada... Talking about like two totally different animals here, okay? Like I don't even know what type of apparel I should be wearing. I don't know what kind of shoes. I like. How do you run? What kind of shoes do you wear?
1: Okay, you know this is funny, Mike, because today, yesterday, and I sent you a picture of the the weather conditions. Right, we had a little bit of snow yesterday, but today it all melted. So I went out to start running, and I came back in because I knew it was going to be puddle jumping, and I put on. Like one pair of socks, and then I put a plastic bag over my each one of my feet, and then another sock because I knew that my feet would just be soaked by the first two or three minutes uh, of that run. So it just you know it depends on on the weather, what what you wear, and how how long I go out.
0: So over there, I'm assuming there's a truck that's cleaning up all the snow on the street, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're like cl- you're like clear at least, but it's slippery, and you're just wearing like normal tennis shoes, like Asics or Nikes. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's crazy to me. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. And you've been, and this is literally 20 years and you haven't stopped running every single day, every single day for 20 straight years. You have not stopped running. Is that true?
1: Pretty much. I mean, there's a couple of New Year's Eve that I probably the next day didn't get out or... If I have to be on set earlier, if I'm traveling, then I'm a morning runner. I'll run in the evening if I have to, but my preference is the morning. So there's maybe a couple of days or a handful of days in those twenty years where I just haven't been able to schedule wise get in a, get a run in.
0: Now running is more of a mental outbreak too, don't you say? Like it's more of like a uh, kind of an escape from world from the world for how I think you run. 10 kilometers a day? That's about six and a half miles here. Is that true?
1: Yeah, I did 12 today, Hmm. so I think that's like maybe close to eight miles I think. Uh, But absolutely, it's mental mental health for sure, for me. And before I guess when I started running, or or, I don't know, maybe a few years in, I would find that I would wake up in the morning and my mind was going faster than my body, if that makes any Mm -hmm, sense. mm -hmm. Just sort of spinning. And so what a run would do would, it would it's kind of weird, but I would feel like when I ran that my body caught up to my mind or mm-hmm. my mind slowed down a, a little, little bit, bit you yeah. know? So for me, 100%, it's, it's mental health and there's a difference for me running on a treadmill versus running in nature. And, you know, God bless anybody who can get to a gym and, and wants to work out. Cause I know sometimes it's tough for people, but when I run outside, I just feel like I'm completely disconnected from any technology. I mean, I have my phone and I listen to music and stuff, but I feel hopeful and I feel optimistic and I feel strong and I feel healthy. And I start to look at, okay, what do you want to accomplish today? What do you want to accomplish next week? What do you want to accomplish this month? And I start to you know put those goals in my head and, I just feel so much better when I get back from a run, and that I can do
0: anything. So weird. I don't know. (laughs) Oh no, that's not weird, man. That's not weird at all. That's super, super cool. I I try to talk about meditating on this on this show as much as I possibly can, and I need to do it more often. I don't do it enough. There's ways of meditating, and there's different ways of meditating. I should say, and. That's your way of meditating. Like, that's your way of doing it. And you don't feel, you know, the goal for everybody is to be in center with themselves. And how do you get to center? And in your case, getting to center every single day is running. And you found that. And that's hard for a lot of people to find, you know, to, to get there every day. Super cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it is meditating. Absolutely. Because it's you're doing the same motion for You know, for me, it's an hour or an hour and a half. And I remember talking to my doctor about it, and she said, that's meditation. That's exactly what you're doing. It's just a different
0: form. When your mind was racing, what what was coming through in and out in your mind? Like, was it work stuff, family stuff, personal things? Probably work. I'd
1: say 90% of the time it would be work stuff. Anxiety over starting a new job. I mean, you know, as an actor, I start, if I'm lucky, five or six new jobs a year. So, that first day on set, there's a little bit of anxiety and yeah, I would probably say professional stuff, not, not personal stuff.
0: Where is your favorite place to run? Like, do you have the same route every Mm -hmm. day or is it all, is it usually different?
1: It's the same route every day. So, you know, when I lived in LA, I used to run around the Rose bowl and I love that. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Um, other than that, a country road, just a place where, a, like a dirt road in the country where there's not a lot of traffic, there's not a lot of people, you're just out there by yourself on an open road. Maybe there's some cows or horses on a farm nearby.
0: What about your body? If I ran today, Allison, for six miles, the next day I'd right. I'd be on my back. Like, I'd be sore. I'd be a good sore, but oh. I, I would be on Stand my back.
1: out. I would. out you're athletic Come
0: i am <laughs> i am i am but there's like body parts see I'm. i'm doing mostly like hit training stuff so i'm mostly in place you know what i mean so i'm not like on concrete or asphalt hard surfaces running i'd be a good sore but i wouldn't be uh like for me to go back and run and run and run would be hard for me to do do you wake up sore anymore or no
1: no, not I don't. At all, right? Yeah. I I don't. During these distances in the fall, I increased my distances for a couple of weeks, and that my body said, "No, we're not doing that." So I was up to probably 15 miles a day for oh. um, maybe two weeks, on and off. Some of those days in in that those weeks i was probably just doing 10 miles but at that point i knew i couldn't continue my body was just saying we're not going to be walking <laughs> so yeah. we need to stop
0: that's good so but you know your pace you know where you're at you're living i know
1: when i have to stop i yeah. know when i have to stop and i know you know there's days my I my legs feel like tree trunks, or
2: yeah.
1: the weather is is not it's just too cold and i'll I'll just do a shorter distance or just not feeling it, just not feeling it. So, but I always get out, I always try and get out, but it depends on how I'm, when I start to run, how I'm feeling, how long I'm going to go for.
0: What would you tell a guy with shin splints?
1: (laughs) I'd run through them. Oh
0: my God, they're the worst. (laughs) Have you ever had them? They're the worst. They feel like my legs feel like 500 pounds each. Do you have them? Yes. the worst. The worst. So in, in high school, it started to creep up on me. And so prior to games, okay. the trainer would stretch me out and he'd stretch the calf out mostly. So he'd lift, I'd be on my back. He'd lift my leg up one at a time and stretch the calf out and and my shins would be okay. I'd, I'd wear some insoles and then I'd put a sleeve over the shin, right? You've seen those. That All that helps. But now, man, if I get to three to five miles in that range, I'll start to feel it. But for me personally, this is not an ad. Asics have, have done it for me. Oh, that's
1: good. Wow. That's good. Have, have you
0: experienced shin or no?
1: I can't recall. I cannot yes. recall if I've ever. So probably not. Probably
0: not. Early on when I started the podcast, I interviewed a guy, Brady Silverwood, and he literally ran across the United States of America. Started in New Jersey, ended up in his hometown in San Diego, took him like 212 days, went through 14 states. Is that something you think about doing in in, uh, in Canada? <laughs> I mean, if you put all your mileage together, you probably wrap Canada like four times. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, you I should know. think about it. How much fun would that be?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I'll think about it, Mike. But that's a no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It <laughs> is nice, probably. Being Canadian nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: but think about all of the areas that uh, you haven't seen in your life. That'd be an amazing experience. Let's say you won the lottery. Okay, I think the okay. what's holding you back is that you know financially you want to stay here to make yourself whole. I'm assuming, right? Because you're thinking about work all the time, making sure you're good. Let's say that you won the lottery. Is that something you do? You take you take a friend. He he took a friend with his. He paid his expensive the expenses, they took an RV, and he'd drive about 15 to 20 to 30 miles away, and then he'd meet him there on foot, and then they'd sleep in the RV, he'd take a shower in the RV and do the same thing the next day, repeat, repeat. Was that something you'd, you'd do?
1: You know, I have never, ever entertained that, but now that you mention it, maybe I would. Yeah. It would be a great way to see, the, it'd be a great way to see the country, and and you get your physical fitness and as well.
0: <laughs> Agree. Well, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna put some good uh juju on you and hope you win the lottery because that's something he that I would love for you to do. That'd be such a cool experience. I know for you. She
1: yeah. I'd probably just come to California. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Anything else you want to talk about?
1: No, I'm good. Unless you have any other questions, look I really appreciate you chatting with me because, you know, you're right. I I get up and I run every day and I don't really think it's that big of a deal, but, um, it's been great to, to talk with you about this and and to be on your, your show.
0: Well, I'm happy you did come on because there are those who run every day and, and they're all over the social media. They've got thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers. And that's the first question I asked you, I was like, are you on social media? You said, yeah, but I don't really tap into it, which I don't blame you. I'm not a big social media fan either. And it takes a lot of work, but if you told people about your story, the word would get out. And I think you should use it as a tool and a resource because who knows what can come of it. You have, you, you can go on talk shows and radio shows all over the country or Canada or United States. Like people would be in tune with this because again, people do this every day, but they do it in the sun. They do it when it's 50 degrees outside. Like nothing holds you back, Allison. And That is perseverance. That is like serious inspiration uh, for me and for all of those who are listening this episode. So I had to have you on to talk about this. And also March is going to be uh, another guy interviewed uh, operational athlete. He's a he's a former Green Beret. He is, you know, big time component of working out and staying in shape and eating well. He's doing March for 100, and that's 100 miles running 100 miles in in the month of March. You'll knock that out in like 14 hours. But a guy for me, you know, do, doing 100 miles for the month of March is a big deal, and that's that's about three and a half miles a day or so, and that's for the 30 days. And I think it's a perfect time for this for me to get you on and then talk about this March for 100. So so you're
1: so you're going to do that. I think I saw that on. Yeah, uh, your Instagram account. So you're going to do the the uh, hundred miles in
0: March, huh? Absolutely. So I work out in the mornings, uh, every morning, Monday through Friday, and then Saturdays will be my stretch day, and then Sundays I usually do nothing or stretch a little bit. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to work out in the mornings, and then at night I'm going to run three point three or three and a half miles, either on the treadmill or or outside, and just knock this thing out. It's going to be awesome.
1: And you'll feel great if oh, you don't yeah. get shin splints,
0: right? Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. So <laughs> yeah. hopefully, my Asics come into play, and I think they will because <laughs> I, I was I was hiking with them the other day. It's been a uh, it's been a couple months. I was hiking with them, and I didn't have shin splints. So that's big. That's like huge, okay. huge breaking news for me. So that's a big deal. Yeah,
1: yeah, that is good.
0: <laughs> cool. Is there anything that uh, I should have asked you that you want to talk about, or no? Um.
1: I don't know. You've asked some great questions. And, you know, I, again, it's been a pleasure chatting with you.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, good. So so here's the, the thing at the end now I want to start because everybody likes products, right? And everybody's always on Amazon and, and ordering from Amazon or Walmart, whatever it is. But everybody loves products. And I want to end the show now asking my guests what product that you can't live without or you buy over and over again. Do you have one?
1: Okay,, well, what do you think it is? What do you think it is? Well,
0: it's got to be your Nike shoes.
1: There you go. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah, when you ask me that question, I'm thinking, okay, well, there's some skin cream, yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. this or some there's like some technological products <laughs> and, but the first thing is like your Nike my Nike running shoes. like I cannot live without a pair of running
0: shoes. That's it. That's so easy for you, and, too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Easy and question. this isn't a product, but yeah. I don't know. And Poussin. Do you have any idea what Poussin is?
0: What is it? How do you spell that?
1: P O U T I N E. I can't live without Poussin either.
0: P O U T I N E? Mm-hmm. What the heck is that?
1: It's Canadian, but it's basically French fries in cheese curds and then gravy over top.
0: Yeah, but how are you gonna buy that on Amazon? You can't, but it's not a product. But I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I I
1: just can't live okay. without Nike okay. running shoes and, okay, and okay. shoes done. <laughs> That's awesome. Listen, like, you'll have to come up here. Yeah. You'll have to come up here in, in the summer, yeah, right? Because John yeah. wants to take you for a boat ride. I'd Don't come that. up in the winter. Oh,
0: <laughs> I would not. I would not. As much as I love John, I would not do that. No, yeah. no. The The boat ride, the uh, summertime over there in Canada, that would be super sweet. Try to catch a baseball game ahead of to Toronto, too. would be awesome. Something that's definitely right. on my list of doing. We'd have a blast. We really would. Tell me about your running shoes. Which which running shoe do you use so we can link it up for people who want to start running or are running now?
1: Well, I do the Nikes. Um, I was running in Nike Quest, and I just ordered a pair online again. So those were the ones that I've been running in the last year, and I've had knock on wood no problem. So if it works, then I stick with it.
0: Nice. So the Nike Quest, there's a two and a three. Is it the three? Is that the most recent? Yes. Okay, cool. We'll link or the up.
1: Pegasus, the uh, Nike Quest. Uh, they're Air Pegasus, or Pe- I'm not sure. Pegasus. Okay.
0: okay. We'll link up both. We'll link up both for men and women. We'll link them up.
1: Thank you so much for this opportunity. It was great to chat. I you know, and again, I, when John told me about it, I'm like, why does he want to talk to me? Like, I just get out and run. So yeah.
0: that's the know. thing. You're 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 totally you're underplaying what you're doing. Like, it's incre- it's incredible what you're doing, and you have no idea what you're doing. because you do it every day. So for, to you, it's not a big deal, but to those listening it's a big it's a big deal and those looking you know outside mm-hmm. looking in it's a big deal especially in your weather conditions like this isn't hawaii like you're in snow every day practically and you're yeah. saying no you know yeah. you're saying yes to it every day so it's super cool
1: and again i'm not trying to downplay my story i think i'm an interesting person but it's it's hard for me to think that it's interesting that i run every day but i get what you're saying but you've had some amazing guests on your podcast i've nice. listened to the first the first five or so, that friend of yours who scored like a hundred points yeah. in a basketball game yeah. and then was talking about that experience that he had with. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca in yeah. mm-hmm. the medium.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. That
1: was, yeah, yeah, that was, and I've got, I've had that experience too with the medium and it's, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And then I, now the one I'm listening to is the brothers, I think that came over from, I think it was Lebanon. Yeah. Started at wings. Yeah. Like, you know so thanks for having me
0: (laughs) oh no are you kidding you're seriously this is this is one of the like honestly one of the most inspirational ones because of of the you know every again every day waking up no matter what doesn't matter how you feel by the way have you gotten sick in the last 20 years like a bad sick where you you just want to stay in bed and not run
1: probably i probably have but i'm the type of person that just pushes through pain and i probably shouldn't and i've had I've had older people that were hardcore runners say, look, you got to stop. You've got to start doing cross training. And, you know, I did do some kickboxing classes and some boxing classes and some hot yoga and some spinning classes, but there's nothing that, that compares to just being by yourself out on an open road. And and even if i have pain i will run through it and if i'm crazy sick then i'll i and can't get out of bed then no but when i'm on the the recovery and i probably still shouldn't run i still get out and run you
0: know yeah that's awesome what about you are you like matter. that too yeah i haven't knock on wood knock on wood i haven't gotten sick in a in a while but when I, I know my body best, we all know our bodies best. Right. So like when, when I hear my body say, dude, chill out, I will chill out. Like there's days. Well, I'm somewhat in a stress environment, right? I'm, I'm running a pretty, you know, pretty big business. So there's stress involved. And so there's days like on a, on a Thursday when I'm wiped out for the day, I will just come home and, and I'll either hit the sauna and like, and sweat it all out or I'll just sleep like I will just rest for an hour and then I'll get up make my, make make myself some dinner take a shower and then go to bed again just and then the next day I'm good to go so as lo, as long as I'm yeah, listening you, to my body I'm good
1: yeah and you and if you take a day off I always find you're better you feel you feel yeah. stronger your body performs better the next day when you take a day off but 100% yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah did you say you experienced the medium I did yeah oh.
1: yeah um uh this would would have been a great part of to the interview, but I uh I wasn't sure. But when I was listening to the podcast that you did with your friend there, I um lost my father about seven years ago and he was a runner. Like he would be like I wait until eleven o'clock in the in the morning to run in the weather conditions because it's, it's the best time. He'd get up at five o'clock in the morning, he would be out the door in like a face mask if it was the dead of winter, that wow. sort of thing. And yeah. And you can use, I don't know if you add it, you can use this if you want in the podcast. We're
0: rolling. We're rolling. So go. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Um, and he, uh, he chose to leave. So, and it was a surprise to us. And he was, he, he was somebody who treated his body and his mind like an Olympian. He never smoked. He never drank. He, Created his own job in education in order to create his own schedule so that he could see every single basketball game my sister and I played. Mm. He would fly out to Los Angeles every time I did a play to see me do a play. He would drive for seven hours to the university that my sister was going to to watch her play basketball, even if she was just on the court for like five or ten minutes. He's just. Man. You know, he played hockey and when it was his turn to buy a case of beer, he would buy the case of beer, leave it for his hockey players and, and you know, his hockey teammates and come back home, kind of thing, you know?
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: Um, just and was accepted to a university for medicine. Ended up not doing medicine, but just a brilliant mind type of person, you know, and got sick. Um mm. just started to lose his memory. And I don't know if it was dementia or Alzheimer's or Parkinson's but and he just felt robbed it should never have happened to him he's the last person in the world that should have happened to because he just treated as I said his body and mind as as an Olympian and he got to the point where he didn't want to be here anymore and probably didn't want to be spending the last few years of his life Uh, being taken care of, whether it's from, you know, by the family or by somebody in a hospital and chose to leave. Um, I don't like to use the word commit because that's a crime and it's a choice. So, and uh, it was obviously we didn't know what we weren't part of it. And, and I struggled. I went through uh, probably like six months of, of therapy. And the first time that I was in therapy, I just cried for two or three hours. I couldn't even find a voice. And I remember one of my last sessions, my therapist saying to me, well, tell me about your father. Like, just tell me about, um, you know, a time when he wasn't there for you or when he didn't make a choice for you. And I said, well, you don't get it. Like he, as I said, created his own job, flew out to California, flew, you know, across the country to see his kids play. Never heard my parents argue that kind of thing. And, you know, he was always there for us. He always made choices for us. And, and she said to me, and I'll never, And it was this turning point in my grief. And she said, "Well, then, why do you think the last choice you made was for anybody but you?" Mm. And I tell that story. I told that story to a couple of of men, and they've just you know, broken down and, and cried. And it was a turning point. And um, you know, and there's a part in my run where you know I get to this certain place, and I invite him in. And mm. I believe in spirit. I don't know if yeah, you what absolutely. your thoughts are. On, okay, yeah, you yeah. do. Yep. You know, and I chat, and in the first couple of years, there were signs, and I feel like he felt like he had to give us those signs because we were just in such grief and devastated. Uh, but then, in the last few years, I have—I don't—I don't know if it's the right word saying that I've made peace with it because I don't know if you could ever make peace with that. But I feel like he's—he's he's at peace, so that gives me peace but I went to see a medium and a friend of mine had recommended this gentleman and I remember driving up and you know parking the car and walking up to this this man's house and I said I was talking to my father and I kept saying please be with me please be with me please be with me and the gentleman opens the door and he said so your father's with you the first thing he said like what? the exact same words that I was like repeating to myself as I was walking up to the door right so I had about an hour session with him and he knew things that nobody would know. And, you know, certainly there may be some press about me, but he knew things about other family members, names of family members that he would never ever have known. And he said, you know, your father's with you and said his name and he was talking and he said, you know, I can't, I can't figure out how we passed. And so I said, well, he chose to leave, and the medium said, "You know, that's really, really interesting because a lot of people who choose to leave, when they come, when that, you know, I can access their spirit, or when they're in the, this room, I know immediately because they've had regrets or they want to say something that they didn't say to to surviving family members." And he said, "Your dad has no regrets. He's at complete peace." and And he's running up there and 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 he's happy, and so it brought a lot of i don't you know, want to say relief, but it was it was a mind altering session and I would recommend that to you know anyone that's a good medium, somebody who you know obviously is legit, but it just it's it helped a lot too
0: allison um, there's life after death, like there's no doubt about it. And Okay,
1: I, I you never know, right? You never know where people are are fall
0: fall on yeah. that you know, spectrum. But you should watch this documentary called "Surviving Death." Okay, and it's on Netflix, and the first episode is what grabbed me in because this guy had a uh not a good relationship with his father, and he was an electrician, and he was up on this pole, and he was in like the little bucket, and so he was up top. And it was the day before Thanksgiving, and he told him, "Let's let's finish our job, let's get out of here quick, so we can go home and get our four days off and enjoy some time off." And so, as he's up in the bucket, usually they bring him down when they have to go to the next uh, electrical pole. And he says, "Just keep me up here, so it's faster we get out of here." So they listen to him, and and they're driving by, and they go to the next electrical pole, and he kind of slammed on the brakes, and he broke a rib and he's in immense type of pain and they bring him down and they rush him to the hospital and they give him medication. He didn't know he was allergic to medication and he dies and he's dead for 15 seconds. Okay. And he sees this visual of his father and the father reaches out and tells his son, it's not your time yet. And he says, no, no dad. He says, But I want to be here. This is awesome. This is where I want to be. I Mm. want to be with you. Mm. He says, not yet. Not yet. It's not your time yet. And then he says, no, no. And he just kind of evaporates. His dad kind of goes away. And the guy comes back to life. You have to watch it. It was life. It was a life-changing documentary for me. I think it's a six-episode series. It came out about a month ago. Surviving Death. The first episode was The Life Changer and then they got into some medium and, stuff, meditation stuff like that. But
1: And is it yeah. sorry, go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say are all six episodes focused on one particular person or is no. each episode on different people?
0: All different people. All different okay. experiences. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to get a vast of different stories. But that first one, it was a life changer for me because these are people who actually experienced death and was able to come back to life. And share their experience with us while they were dead. And it's happened. I've got a, a friend's mom. Same exact experience. She saw this real bright white light. And she was in the hospital. for I forgot for a surgery or something. And she saw Jesus. And Jesus was there like staring at her. And, and then he kind of just went away. And her experience was crazy. So you hear stories like that. And it makes you feel better. Because there is life after death which means your dad is like he's a spirit like he's here he's looking over you he's an angel he's a guard he's guarding you right and so i look at death 100% differently after that episode and after that documentary because when we go when it's our time we're going to get to reunite with them and it's going to be a whole different relationship that's that doesn't have any stress like we don't have any issues We're just with each other again, you know, and we put things away. And so even the little stuff in life now, I just kind of let go because it's not worth it. Like, what do we, right? Like, we're doing this thing one time and we get these little, little things that like piss people off for what? Like, it's so stupid. So I'm so happy you, you know, being vulnerable is awesome. And I've learned that with this podcast, seriously, like it's, it's awesome because how are we going to learn? How are you going to learn? How are you going to grow if you don't share these experiences with a stranger like myself and and the others that are going to be listening? How do they not grow by your story and your experience? And and when you are when we're done with this call, I guarantee you're going to feel so much better about it because you shared it. And
1: oh, for sure.
0: Right? And so I've always held stuff in and just uh-huh. recently the yeah. last couple years I've been different because I can't tell you how many times I've had a guest, it's not that many guests, but how many times they would call me back, text me the next day or that day when they leave or when we hang up and they say, Mike, I've never shared that story with anybody ever and I shared it with you and I cannot tell you how good I feel right now. And so, Mm -hmm. and when I hear that, it's for me too. It's like being vulnerable is cool like it's cool man let people know what you're going through it's not a bad thing and and it actually feels better because if you keep everything in and you're tight about it all it's, you're just going to in my opinion you're just going to die slowly like it's like that's a that's like slow it's a slow death you know like mm-hmm. let it out let people we all go through things and a lot of the stuff we don't share because of our ego comes into play or our pride or whatever it is man when we're when we're on our deathbed, Allison, do you think anybody's going to think about the stuff that we were going through? Like, oh, I'm I'm not going to his funeral because of that. <laughs> like, yeah. just like you no, no,
1: it's you know it's funny too because I remember my mom saying, you know, when you're on your deathbed, there's probably about five things you're going to be thinking about, and it's all going to be about family. And she's so right. Yeah, you know, yes. you're not going to be you're just going to be yes. thinking about your family, but. And I think that you know, just circling back, that that's probably part of the reason that I run. He just he used and I he used to run and and every day. And hmm. I get to talk to him, and I get to I I just get to invite him into my life for a few minutes and and share what's going on. And even though he's still a part of my life and sees what's going on all the time,
0: but and, it's and earlier you said it was ninety five percent of it was because of business and acting, really, Allison. Really? Now, now you're pissing me off. <laughs> I really? knew, I knew there was something there. I was like, you know, I'm no, wait so wait happy you brought wait. this out. Yeah. Cause yeah, go ahead. Wait, a, wait no, wait a
1: second. 95% <laughs> of what I think about when I'm running is, is business. Is that what I said?
0: Yeah. You said it was like, you, you were thinking about the next mm. actor or going on stage and acting, yeah. you know, but uh, no, yeah, it's awesome. Okay. I'm so okay. happy. I'm so happy okay. you okay. shared that.
1: Maybe the percentage is a little bit different.
0: <laughs> well, that or the 5% is a really big 5%. <laughs> do you think he had dementia or no?
1: I do. Mm-hmm. How old was he? He passed when he was 74.
0: Okay. So yeah, he was still young enough to know that he can still live. And with him struggling like that, he was like, I, I can't live this way because he's this but- this stud of a guy, No.
1: No, well exactly. Like that's the thing, Mike, right? Like it's not how long you live, it's your quality, right? Yeah, and yeah. and he was again, and I know I've said this a couple of just Olympian in his mental and physical uh the way in which he conducted himself mentally and physically. And when you start to see that deteriorating and significantly to the point where uh you need assistance yeah. who wants to live that way? Yeah, you know, absolutely. and I've had I've had people friends of mine say it, and they're, they're not trying to be disrespectful but they said listen I think your father was brave in what he did and mm-hmm. if I was in that situation I would probably do the same thing although don't, I don't know if I could yeah. and I feel the same way I mean if I'm sick and I'm not going to recover I don't know if I want to be here too you know
0: yeah. so yeah yeah for sure now that medium experience did he talk about anybody else besides your father
1: well, my father's name is. Um, there's two or three other people in the family that have that name. Mm-hmm. So he was saying, "Okay, this this name is here," but I, there's two or three other <laughs> of those people here too. And um, I I think the medium was was going off of me and knew what I was was wanting. And the only reason I, I wasn't going there for professional guidance or any other personal sort of guidance, I was going there to see if I could speak with my father. So the I would say. You know, fifty-five minutes of the sixty minutes were focused on him, and wow. there was maybe five or ten minutes toward the end where I said, "Okay, tell me about my career." You know, yeah. should I be continuing to do this or that? But I, my focus was on on my father.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. Usually, you have to take something of your father—a picture, a wallet, something like that. What was it that you took? Nothing. Wow. Wow. Nothing.
1: No. This wow. man. Yeah. This yeah. dude's in Canada or out here. <laughs> He's in Canada. Yeah. Wow. He's in, in Canada. And he was recommended actually from a friend of mine whose partner had chosen to leave. And she was going through similar, uh, well, I mean, yeah, similar, but she was challenged with that and the why and what could I have done kind of thing. And she said, I saw this person and the amount of, of peace that I had afterwards, uh, was well worth the visit and she had recommended this gentleman and I've seen him mean, like, a couple of times since, but, and I ask a little bit, and it's funny that the times that I've seen him since it's not so much about my dad anymore because again, it's not the word peace, but I am, Someone I am at, I'd where I am. Ease,
0: right. You're at ease, right? Like, I don't know. No. Okay. Well, like you feel, I guess you, maybe you feel better about the situation. Like the medium made you feel better about the situation.
1: And my therapist. <laughs>
0: yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> um, do I want, do I wish he was here? Sure. Um, do I wish I could have stopped it? Sure. Yeah. But I have a different relationship with him now. And I know he's with me all the time. And, and I know that he is where he wants to be. So maybe there's a piece
2: in that, you
0: know? Yeah. And, and you know, when people go, the ones that we love so much, we have a selfish side and our selfish side says, no, I want you here. But we have an unselfish side too. And that unselfish side says, say, you know what? He was struggling. He didn't want to live his life like that. And I'm going to meet him again. I'm going to see him again. And we're going to reunite again. Mm-hmm. When stuff like that happens in our lives every day, I think it gets a little bit better. And like you said, I don't think it's ever going to go away, but that's okay. You're going to keep him alive. That's the cool part. Thinking about him all the time and running with him all the time, you're keeping his spirit alive, which is totally cool until you guys meet again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Have you had that? The medium? Yeah, or like somebody that's passed, yes, that
0: you've thought no. out a medium too. Um, I mean, I've lost some really good people, obviously. My brother in law, for one, uh, you know, a mm. couple grandfathers um, that were a big part of my life. Uh, a couple friends, big part of my life. Uh, uh, not one where I would seek a medium for, uh, but uh, maybe actually, yeah, actually, I would. I probably would just to just to see how that experience would go. Uh, but the crazy part with you is that you didn't have to bring anything. Because usually that's the case, right? Like you have, you bring a picture, and then they, oh, he's in the room, and they start talking about him.
1: I see. I didn't know because that's the first time that I've seen that I've seen a medium, so I had no idea what to expect. But again, the gentleman came highly recommended and brought nothing, and he knew things that nobody knew.
0: Wow! Did you cry the entire session?
1: there were tissues (laughs) there was Kleenex involved and I think he probably just has that box of Kleenex because he knows that it might be necessary there were a couple of times when he said he's with you like I mean it's a really it's a it's a really um it's not odd I don't even know what the word is but to know that you're sitting in a room with somebody who can have access to your father it's surreal it you is. know it's
0: crazy right it's crazy that's stuff you're you've got to be born with no doubt that's not something you go to school for <laughs> though i guess the real legit ones i'm sure there's ones that you go to school for and those i wouldn't trust but mm-hmm. yeah that a guy like that uh, man that's that's whew, that's it's pretty cool actually i think it's cool i really do
1: i would recommend it absolutely yeah. to anybody that is is interested or challenged with, with something in their life to find somebody who is legit and to you know, to sit with them for a while. It, it helps a lot.
0: I'm so happy yeah. you um, mentioned this. I really am because I would be so pissed. Uh, <laughs> if I heard, about, if I heard this about your life later on and I couldn't put this in, I would be very upset because this is the stuff that uh, I bank on, like the the growing, the learning, This is how we do it. This is how we do it. We share others' experiences for the others to, you know, be better people and in turn tell the other guy next to you and then just try to change lives for the better, you know, and just try to win each day. And these are the little steps that help us get there. So your story, your experience, super cool. Um,
1: Thank you. You know, it's funny because I was thinking about it because we were trying to connect for a couple of weeks there and I thought... On my run, while I'm running, I was thinking, oh, do I say this or do I not? Because it yeah. would be, it's, it's why I run, part of, partly why I run. And, but then I just thought, well, you know, I'm a private person. My family's private, but it's a huge part of, he's a huge part of my life. My parents are a huge, huge part of my life. and why I am who I am. So I, I'm glad that, you know, you sort of said, is there anything else? I'm
0: yeah. Sure. So cool. Because yeah, that's why, that's why I, I mentioned would, the meditation and the, the, uh, the mental health aspect. Cause it's, yeah. you know, there's got, there's gotta be something there. And that's why I asked that question. And I'm so happy you, you were able to open up so happy.
1: Yeah. Well, I was on the fence. So I, I thank you for asking that question for sure. It's funny, too, because you're an actor and you're out there and you yourself as well with what you do. And and I think that sometimes we tend to guard our privacy a little bit more than than others because of that. But you're right in that if you, you don't share your story, then nobody's going to benefit from it. You're not going to benefit from it. And I didn't want to hang up the phone and say, you
0: know what, I should have told Mike this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Exactly. That's the cool part. And when I was growing up, I was scared to to grow up. I was scared. I was scared to get older. And my cousin, I'll never forget it. And I, and we were talking about it around the table. And I, and I, was, I was open about it. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm scared. Like, I'm scared to grow up and get older. And she's like, what are you scared about? You know how much you're going to learn? And boom, like the light bulb went off. And I was like, wait a second. What a cool way to look at life. I'm gonna be learning so much. And for me, it's picking the people you're around to learn from. Because you can learn some really bad techniques. You can really learn some really bad habits if you're not around the good yep. people, right? If you're hanging out with the wrong people in the wrong crowd. Mm-hmm. But man, if I can pick the right people to hang around with, man, the stuff I'm gonna be able to learn. Right. And so this is the uh this is the other part of this podcast. The learning. So
1: but why were you scared to grow up?
0: Um when you get a podcast, Allison, you can have me on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. We can talk about that.
0: <laughs>
1: In uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> and now the table turns
0: <laughs> awesome no it was, just, it was just being a kid I was in my 20s and it was just responsibilities you know like what am I going to do in life do I like this I've got a passion for this how do I get into that am I going the right direction am I being steered properly am I you know it just just stuff I, I'm, I'm very intense and I'm you know my heart's usually on my sleeve and so you'll know if I'm okay you'll know if I'm not okay And so for me, it's just the the mind, like you say, is is constantly moving for me too. And it was just one of those things where, okay, now it's like real life is starting to happen and am I doing the right thing? Do I know where I'm supposed to go? And I learned so much now and I mentioned on this podcast so many times, damn it, we're human, man. Chill the F out. Like we will figure stuff out. Calm down. We always have. And that's just how we are. Like we figure things out. And the more you, again, thanks to my cousin, the more you go, the more you learn, the more you uh, meet people, the more you're going to learn. And that's, that's the key to life, man, is learning and growing, adapting and, and all that, all that fun stuff.
1: Okay. Those are a lot. Of, that was a lot.
0: <laughs> I'll be your first guest.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> Call it uh, running, running with Allison, running, running your life, running your life with Allison. That'd be a great podcast. Oh, yeah. Take my guests running. Yeah, exactly. Oh, how cool would that be? You can interview them as you're running. Oh my god.
1: It's like comedians in cars. Oh, right? Yes. Have you seen that?
0: Yes. <gasps> this is an amazing Netflix. I think you should be thinking about this.
1: Oh yeah.
0: All right. Super cool. All right, Allison, Look, you're the best. I could
1: talk. I, I could talk for a longer, but um, I think we have some limits here for time. I had such a great time, Mike. Thanks so much.
0: So cool. This is the reason this uh, platform exists for me. This is the reason why I started to do this. This is the reason why I switched from sports to real life stuff for topics like this, for uh, experiences like this, for stuff that we can learn from our everyday lives and get better and grow and all that good stuff and and just win the damn day. Uh, This podcast of mine has, has made me grow as a person. I think I'm a way better person than I was prior to starting this thing and it's because of people like alison graham if she doesn't come on and she just talks about her running i'd still be inspired because it is inspiring but if she didn't mention the other stuff uh, with her father and why that or how that happened and what her experiences was because there's millions of others that are going through the same thing and she hopefully helps others out doing that so I am so proud of her. It's such a cool story. She's such a great person. And um, there is life after death, man. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. One day we'll all figure it out and all it'll all make sense. So this month is March to 100, and I am going to run, walk, jog... However way I'm going to get it done some way, somehow, 3.3 miles on average to get to 100 miles by the end of March. So every day I'm going to do at least 3.3 miles and I'm going to hit my 100 mile goal at the end of March. So that's a perfect time. Me interviewing Allison here, having that conversation with her and uh, you know coming up with this idea, I got it from an operational athlete that I interviewed, um, uh, episode 29, he put that on his Instagram and I was all over it so I say you do it too you get on it I know it's a little bit late we're not uh, we're like March 4th or so here so you know look worst case you I'll give you 12 miles so if you want to do 88 miles I'll give it to you but just get up and do it and run and sweat and uh, get active move the body it feels really good and if you're feeling down and, and out of it sometimes the first thing you should do is get up and move because uh, it does wonders. What you're doing is you're mixing up the mind and the mind is uh, telling you that you shouldn't do that. You want to be lazy. You want to stay stagnant. You want to be bad. You want to not look good. You want to feel down. And when you're playing tricks with your mind of the opposite way of you moving around and stretching out and smiling just because it's a positive for your body. So move around, feel good. There's a lot of Bad things that are happening in the world today But I see the light at the end of the tunnel And I hope you do too I want to thank you so much for tuning in I hope you enjoyed that episode I sure did Of Allison Graham Episode 49 The links to her tennis shoes, by the way Are in the show notes Not the french fries Those are not in the show notes That you'll have to get in Canada Thank you for making me a part of your day, folks I am Mike Gabriel Until next time No wasted days Let's go